Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, let's get this ball rolling uh, this week on the Growing in Grace podcast. Rolling, I'm jo- rolling, rolling. <laughs> that is beef jerky right there, Mr. <laughs> beef Jerky, <laughs> a.k.a. Mike Kapler, the Cap. I'm Joel Brzezinski. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, thanks for tuning in uh, to the podcast, and thanks for uh, for those who have left a review or a rating on like iTunes and things like that. I was <laughs> I was kind of sad to see that. Well, for the longest time on iTunes, now we haven't had too many comments left on there, but several ratings, and we had a perfect five star rating for the longest time. And then uh, as of this recording, anyway, uh, had a couple of four star ratings. And so it, it brought us down to a 4.9 <laughs> and it made me want to cry <laughs> and and call my mommy. Um, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding because we're not about ratings. We're not about stars. Everyone has their opinion and it's absolutely wonderful. Whatever you think about what we're doing, we're, we're thankful that you're, you're with us and spreading the word too about the podcast letting people know that this good news is available to be listened to wherever they go. It's funny you mention that because uh, one thing I've I've been fascinated about on on Amazon with my book Joel Clash of the Covenants is the the number of five-star ratings that started coming through because I I guess when I released that book I didn't know what kind of response I was going to get from people. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I was just almost reluctant to uh, to publish the thing. And and I think out of uh, at this point in time while we're recording, there's 40 some reviews on there, unsolicited reviews, by the way. Uh, didn't go to try to recruit family and church friends uh, or personal friends or any of that. They're unsolicited reviews, and and I, I think all of them, I think all of them except one is is a four star review. They're all five star reviews except the one, and I think the reason and he and he had nice things to say, whoever it was, but made some comment about how maybe I had stretched the Sermon on the Mount a little bit uh, to fit my own preconceived oh. mindset, uh, <laughs> putting words in his mouth because I don't have the review right in front of me. But uh, what people don't realize, and you and I had mentioned this before in recent weeks, is that we came out of a preconceived mindset <laughs> no. All right. and began exactly. to try to look at this from a gospel perspective. And so ratings are fun, but yeah, we don't, we don't live and die by those. That, that's for sure. Well, hey, we've been talking about a little bit about the golden rule, the law, how we live, how we behave, how we achieve eternal life, all of these things kind of wrapped up. But the, the foundation here is a couple of comments we stumbled across on social media that Christianity, this is what the inaccurate post stated in a nutshell, as Joel read it last week, is that Christianity basically revolves around the golden golden rule. We love God, and then we love others. Loving God and loving people. That sounds like the gospel. That sounds like what Jesus taught us to do going forward. When Jesus was really looking backward at the law of Moses that could not bring life or righteousness, and so this, this golden rule thing really wasn't, and by the way, there, there's no reference to the phrase, the golden rule, is just something that we've made up, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, 
the good Samaritan or, or there's all kinds of different things in there that we just we make up and identify certain passages in a certain way. And so it sounds religiously correct to tell people, well, you love God and you love people and, and this is the Christian message. Well, unfortunately, it was really a message that brought death because nobody could keep it. As we pointed out last week, when Paul wrote to the Galatians, he said, if there had been a law given, if there were one, you know, because somebody asked Jesus, well, what's the, what's the greatest law? Oh, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so we think, oh, that's how we're supposed to live from now on. No, it was, it was one of the, it was what Jesus summed up. And the reason he summed it up that way is because the entire law, 600 and some commandments, rules, and statutes, all revolved around that one. So you see, if you're going to say you're going to live by that instead of living by the life of Christ, oh, stop right there. So we've got rule number one over here, and we've got Jesus over here on the other side of the table. Which one will you choose? You see, some people think they're supposed to merge somehow, and we have talked uh, a couple of weeks ago, two or three, four weeks ago, about New Covenant directives about loving each other and, and God loving us and us returning that love to God. We've covered some of that, but this is a little different perspective here because people are thinking, I need to obey this rule. I need to try. I need to try. I need to try my hardest to live by this rule, and uh, this should be the Christian message. It's, it's not the Christian message. It couldn't give life. And by the way, if you're really loving, and this is the problem you mentioned him last week briefly at the end, Joel, the, the rich young ruler. Hey, uh, Jesus, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Oh, well, obey the commandments. He rattles off a few. Oh, good, I've kept those. Oh, really? Well, here's another one for you. Just give everything away. Sell everything you have and, and give it away. And so if you're really loving your neighbor as yourself, as Jesus was pointing out here to the rich young ruler, uh, if you really did, then you would never turn anybody away that wanted to borrow from you, and you would never expect to be paid back, and you would sell everything and give it away in order to be a true disciple who would be like Jesus, and the, the list goes on. Yeah, I mean, so we try to, I think, I see, I think what happens is that Many people, because of how the so-called gospel is taught in churches, the message that comes from pulpits and from radio, Christian radio and TV and social media and whatnot, it makes Christianity out to be kind of a hard thing to do. You've got to follow these rules. You got to do this and that. Like we did a podcast not too long ago called, you know, Avoiding the Bait and Switch, where you know, you're told that you're saved by grace through faith, apart from anything that you do, come as you are, and then you get in, and then they tell you all the things that you have to do. And so where I'm going with this is that I think people try to make, at least some people, try to make the doing stuff easier. I think that's what some of the Pharisees were trying to do, too. Some of the Pharisees had made up little rules to kind of make it like uh, look at least look like they were following the law. But I think in the church, people do that, too. And so we take what Jesus said, thinking that he's speaking to us, Christians, believers. Uh, when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he says, like you were talking about, Cap, he says, you shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so we take that and we say, see, just love God and love others. It's that simple. We try to make it into something easy, 
and that that isn't even the Christian message anyway. Because <laughs> here's the thing: Jesus was asked, "What is the greatest commandment in the law?" He wasn't asked, "What's the greatest thing that Christians need to do?" He said, "What's the greatest commandment in the law?" And Jesus responded, "Here's the first one: Love the Lord your God with all." your heart, soul, mind, and strength, with everything you've got, not just try your best to love others. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Like you said, Cap, it's not just doing, trying to do good things for people, but how do you love yourself? Well, you go to work, you earn a living so that you can make money, so that you can buy things for yourself, food, clothing, all these things, and you do a lot of things for yourself because people naturally do love themselves. They want to provide for themselves. Well, do whatever you would do for yourself, do that for other people. It's not just being nice from time to time. But the point is, is that that is the law. And the law said, if you do these things, you shall live. The problem is no one has ever done these things. There's no one who loves the Lord with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and who loves their neighbor as themselves. See, that's the point. Rather than trying to make these words of Jesus doable, we need to understand exactly the opposite. They're not doable. Yes, Jesus said, as we talked about a few weeks ago, he said, get to know my love. These are the New Testament commandments of Jesus, the new covenant ones. Believe in him and love others as I have loved you. So find out how much I love you, Jesus says, and, and love others that way. But it's not a commandment. It's not a legalistic commandment that we have to follow. But that's the difference. I hope people understand that that's the difference. The law commandments were legalistic, were something that nobody can do. And instead of trying to make them into doable and saying, you know, that's, that's really what my faith boils down to, just loving God and, and loving others, doing unto others as I would have done to myself, <laughs> it's not quite that simple. No, it's, it's not. And, and we, you know, brought up an, another comment briefly last week that uh, somebody had said on social media, I, I just take every word that comes out of my Lord's mouth as life. And if he tells me to do it, I strive to do it. And he was referring to this. Uh, loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. And he said, this is not impossible because Jesus said with God, all things are possible. So once again, I, I love how sound bites are taken out of context. <laughs> when, when Jesus said that, it, it had nothing to do with trying to keep the law. I mean, otherwise we're, we're falling from grace here if we're going to start going down that slippery slope of thinking that, well, with God, he's going to, because all things are possible, God's going to help me keep the law. There, there's just no reason for that because God delivered people from the law. <laughs> right. I mean, this is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus Christ is that Jesus became the end of the law, all of it, for everyone who believes. And so this is what we have now in Christ, though, you see, is now we, we have something new. It's, it's grace. You know, the law came through Moses. Grace and truth would be realized through Jesus Christ. And this is where we abide now, you see, because now the love of God uh, and God himself, God who is love, abides in us. And, and now we, we react from a, a different perspective than what the law demanded, which was attached with a condition. It's just a whole different kind of thing to realize the love that God poured out for us through his son, Jesus Christ, and set us free. We don't have to go back to that, that law that we as Gentiles, non-Jewish people, were never under to begin with. 
I mean, even James, even the Apostle James made the statement that Gentiles should not be under the law. He wrestled with it for a while, but that was the conclusion that even he came to, along with his panel of former Pharisees when the apostles approached them in the book of Acts chapter 15. So this is a whole different gamut, a whole different ball game than what came through those stone commandments and all those 600 and some laws. Because again, if you can keep that one rule, that means you're able to keep the whole law of 613 commandments. And good luck with that. Because you see, Christians, legalistic Christians, they, they love to be able to say things like, uh, we, we should try to keep the law and God will help us keep the law and all things are possible to keep the law. But they don't know what the law says. And as you pointed out last week, Joel, as listed, I, I think it was in Deuteronomy or maybe it was Leviticus, I can't remember, but it's probably in both, where mm-hmm. if you're going to obey the law, if you're going to be under the law and try to live by it, you have to do it and you have to do it all and you had to do it perfectly. It wasn't just giving it your best shot and reducing your sin count. That wasn't keeping the law. So we're in a much better position here now, new life in Christ here in this new covenant. Well, speaking of reducing your sin count. Is that what repent means? Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. Was he talking about getting all that bad stuff out of your life and and changing things around, making a 180 degree turn in your behavior? We'll talk about that. What does it mean and what doesn't it mean? That's coming up next week right here. Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.